Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Felton. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Legends. Felton for What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Vet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. With me is Raymond Felton. Raymond, how are you? Good, man. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we're, we're getting closer and closer to basketball, like real basketball, man. <laughs> I need it. I need it. It's it's weird. It's been we're back to our normal schedule after after the COVID years where like the off season was so condensed, uh, right. which is good for the players it's actually get time off. Uh, a proper a proper break, but as fans, man, we want to like wanna watch some basketball. So <laughs> we are officially three Sundays away from Hornets preseason starting up. So it is coming. It's coming soon. Just gotta be a little more patient. Enjoy the football <laughs> in the meantime. But uh, in this episode, we're gonna talk Montres Harold joining the Sixers. We're gonna talk about the Hornets statement jerseys leaking. Thanks to NBA 2K, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna talk some 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 big NBA news and Robert Sarver uh, one year suspension and fine uh, owner of the Phoenix Suns. So before we get into that, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Like you can also do pro wrestling. Bet online is really dope. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code believe50 that's B L E A V five zero. Believe fifty, all one word, to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so uh, Raymond. So, like I said at the beginning, you know we're at the, at the tail end of the off season. You know the Hornets players are, I think, are all back in Charlotte. They're just doing like there's the media stuff. Uh, internal media stuff, taking photos for the website and promotional stuff and all that. Um, wh- what's this time? What's this period like? The, the, the latter stages of the off season, as like the, the team is coming together again in the same city for the first time since the season ended. You usually, yeah, uh, get back in. The young guys probably should have been back. You know, older guys, vets. You know, you come back maybe about two weeks prior to training camp. You know, just a uh, get back get back used to things you know get into your place and you know get to get to a routine of coming in the morning and working out training playing some pickup with the with the guys and stuff like that but um you know that's just right now is just a just the greatest part of you know taking care of you know marketing business you know, and just getting, you know, back used to being around all the guys in the organization and stuff like that. All the all the men and women of the organization that 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 helps out, that do a lot for us as players um during that time. So, you know, you really just get acclimated back with everybody again after being gone for a few months. 
And um, like I said, just taking care of, like you said earlier, just taking care of a lot of the marketing stuff, leading up to training camp, leading up to that first day of media day and all that stuff, just taking care of little things. And one guy who didn't start the season last year with the Hornets, so they acquired him in a trade uh, near the near the deadline, Manchester Harrell officially is gone. He's with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. about uh, him uh, after his uh, his drug charges were reduced. And then the next day, signed with the Sixers. I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad. I'm glad. It's, it's good news for Trez all, all the way around there. And uh, that's a good landing spot. Signed a two-year deal. So he gets a little security. Because these guys bounce around from, from team to team a little bit mm-hmm. in his career. And I think him in Philadelphia makes a lot of sense with what they have going on. Yeah, like I said, he's definitely a guy that, that can help. He's a guy that um, still can play, brings a lot to to the team and to the into the um, into the on um, court. But um, I hate to see him lose. I hate to see him go. You know, especially with the stuff pending with um, with Miles. You know, mm-hmm. I hate to see. I hate to see him go out of Charlotte. But um, yeah, he got to do his. He got to do what he got to do. You know, he's, and he's on a team that's really trying to build on winning right now, you know? So yeah, he he definitely can help with a team like that that's trying to push forward and get over that hope to try to get to maybe an Eastern Conference final or even the finals, you know? They, they're, putting, they're putting together something real nice over there in Philly. Yeah, he's reunited with Doc Rivers, you know, like they had that great run uh, mm-hmm. back that COVID year. Did he, he, might have, did he win six men that year? Uh I think he did, right? It was like him and Lou Will basically on the same team mm-hmm. <laughs> and for a six man that season. Um, but yeah, so yeah, congratulations to Harold. Um, and yeah, uh, I, it. No offense to the, what's going on in Charlotte, but he, he, he'll have a chance to compete for a title there, and he wasn't given that getting an opportunity here. Hornet, the Hornets aren't there. Oh yeah, aren't there no quite question. yet? You know what I mean? Yeah, one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was saying. Like you know, he got a chance to go somewhere where. You know, they're, they're trying to build something over there to get over that hump of getting to the finals, the Eastern Conference finals, and then, like I said, maybe the finals, period. So, um, and he's a guy that can definitely help for what I see they've done in the offseason and for what they have over there. He's a guy that can definitely bring a lot to to that team. So, it's, you know, Philadelphia just got better just that, just just with that signing alone. You know, they got better. So, it's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so also, um, <clears throat> NBA 2K is out. Uh, 2K23. Uh, are you, are you, I know in the previous episode we talked about you being on the cover of uh, the college game. Uh, mm-hmm. Are Are you much of a, a gamer these days? Yeah, yeah. I play. You I got, got it. You got 2K23. What do you think of the game? I like it, man. I like. I definitely like the uh, the Jordan the Jordan challenge. Yeah, playing with him at North Carolina. You know, going through that whole spiel. You know, I, I like that. But well, um, so far the features is getting better. Um, you, you can tell that they really trying to really get guys shots down to the T of how they shoot, yeah. how they release, and just the little details. You know, they seem like they're getting better and better every year. I know a lot of guys are mad about their ratings. That's what I was going to ask, guys. Like, <laughs> a lot of guys pissed. I've been seeing on social media. It's a video game, man. It is what it is, man. It's just, that's how I look at it. It's whatever. <laughs> and, and especially these days, because like um, there used to be a big deal. Like I'm going back to like the early, like late two thousand, like the late like aughts to like the early like twenty tens. They mm-hmm. didn't start really updating ratings midway through the season around then. 
Mm-hmm. And so when the game came out, you were locked in. You could have had a great year, but you could still be like a 75 overall. Like they're really right. slow to get around it. Now I feel like they're, they're tweaking the numbers every week. So there's opportunity for like wiggle room to improve your, to, for your, for your virtual, <laughs> virtual version of you to get better. But exactly. w- when you were playing, did you, when you first load up the game, when you're still in the league, did you like, all right, go to your team, like look up your, your ratings and see how it compares? Was that on well, your mind when you when you fired up the game for the first time? I had too many friends that that did it for me. I never, <laughs> I never really cared about it. I was never really a person that played with myself on a game like that. I always played with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But um, my friends though would, would just hit me and be like, "Man, man, look at your ratings, man. That's some bull, man. That's from I'm like, man, I don't care, man. You had a great season last year, man. They should have gave you more of your ratings." I said, "Bro." I don't care about no ratings, man. I say, man, stop. Just just let it go. Nah, man, we gonna, we finna go on here and try to boost our ratings. <laughs> I say, do what y'all want to do, man. That's for, that's for y'all. I don't care. <laughs> but nah, no, I, I, I've been seeing a lot of these guys getting upset, man, about their ratings. And I don't know who do it. I don't know who, who, who rates who. I think Giannis is the guy who's the highest. Isn't he? Uh, I think he's the only one I've seen ahead of 97. Yeah, yeah. Outside of, you know, the the Hall of Famers who got 99s. Right. But, you know, I think he's the only one that's a 97, I want to say. I don't think there's another 97. I think it's just him. I think the closest to him is LeBron, 96. Yeah. Uh, somebody yeah. else had a 96. So, yeah, it's, Giannis is only 97. And the, the 96s are Durant, Curry, LeBron, Jokic and B. And Jokic and B, yep. Mm-hmm. And then you got just around that, then they got Luca, then Kawhi, then Ja, then Tatum. Tatum's tied for not tied at 93 with Jimmy Butler. And then Devin Booker, who's on the cover, is is ranked 12th. But a lot of that's positional too. Like you can so like if you put Giannis, you change his position to like a shooting guard or something like that. He's listed as a power forward in the game. His mm-hmm. overall will change, right? Or same with Kevin Durant. Like it's a, it's a little it's the positions are weighted differently, but right. uh yeah like I, I, these nothing these guys have nothing to complain about. If I was like I don't know lo- lower in here and like a guy who I've like I know I'm better than was high, was above me, I'd feel some type of way about it. I think, <laughs> but uh the, at the top top like that, I don't think those guys have much to worry about. <laughs> But uh, it be, one of the one of the things with 2K and some like some eagle-eyed people out there saw a bunch of unannounced statement jerseys, some alternate jerseys in the game code that like predated any of like uh, any official announcement from the respective teams, and the Hornets were among them. And the purple, the controversial purple jersey, Raymond. I don't know how, how familiar you are with this because this is this is like a very much a Hornets Reddit type thing, like a like a specific like corner of the internet type thing with with uh cha across the player's chest on the jerseys a lot of people don't like it um people in charlotte think it should be clt instead of cha um i from my understanding i guess it's an old like just broadcast thing you just took the first three letters of the city name and that was just kind of the way it is um <laughs> but because of right. just you know how how merch is made here in charlotte and the name of the airport clt like they're like or maybe it's time to switch over and those that jersey's out of here. They got it out of here, according to this leak. And now it says Hornets across the same, pretty, same, pretty much the same purple jersey, a little less uh, teal. Which again, people complain about anything. Uh, there's less teal than people would like. Um, but yeah, 
do, do you have an opinion on the, on CLT versus CHA? No, I do not. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care either way. And it's, it's ridiculous if you ask me, but, you know, whatever. The fans like what they like. They want what they want, you know, give the fans what they want. You know, they come out and support us and they, they buy our merchandise. So, you know, you, you have to take their own, their feedback into consideration. So, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte did what was best. And then 2K was the ones who leaked it and, and, and made them happy. <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, if, if the Hornets ever make the switch officially to CLT, just vote with your checkbook. If you like it, go out, let, let them know. Let them know with your, with your, with your debit card. Um, <laughs> okay, so moving on to like the, a pretty big NBA story beyond the court itself. Uh, doesn't relate to the Hornets at all, but it's, a, it's the NBA, right? So all the stuff has mm-hmm. a ripple effect. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Sarver owner of the Phoenix Suns, suspended for a year, fined $10 million for uh, using racial slurs and making sexual-related comments to women, inappropriate physical conduct towards men. Um, the NBA spent a year looking at this and uh, came down with it, with a, a pretty severe penalty here. Um, the money, that $10 million fine, is going to uh, organizations committed to addressing race and gender-based issues in and outside the workplace. Um, I, this seeing this stuff, hearing this stuff, um, this brings me back to the Donald Sterling stuff. You know, that was the last time I think an owner was punished like this. Uh, it's not nowhere near severe. Uh, Sterling got a, a lifetime ban um, mm-hmm. by the NBA. Um, but just keeping on Sarver, what do you, what do you, what do you make of, of, of this and, and the, the Phoenix Suns? Because this team is trying to win a title. You know, uh, they brought back... Uh, Aiden, you know, like they're, 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 they're trying to go for it. And I don't, I don't know if this stuff being up in the air affected the, the organization last year or not, because the, you know, things kind of fell off towards the end in that, mm-hmm. in, in that game seven against Dallas. But yeah, what, what do you make of the Suns and, and, and Sarver and, and this deal? When you start talking about racism, man, you, you, you get to, you get to um, another level of sensitivity and just, you know, you know, me taking me back, you know, me growing up in the South and um, just, you know, witnessing and dealing with a lot of stuff within my time. Um, it's never, it, it, to me, I think everybody should, you know, respect, you know, each other's race, no matter what, you know, certain things that shouldn't be said towards African-Americans and certain things that shouldn't be said towards white people and certain things that shouldn't be said towards Chinese, towards, you know, Hispanics, like, you know, I mean, Asian, you know, all Asians, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, whatever race it is, Indian, it's certain things that triggers all of us, certain words, certain little things you can say. And I think once you cross that line, you know, you you have to deal with the consequences. You have to deal with, you know, what comes from it. Regardless of you were saying in a joking matter, you were saying it in a, in a, like just a, in, in a way where, you know, you didn't mean any harm, but you, but you came out of your mouth and you said it. And you got to deal with the consequences knowing the world that we live in now, knowing that is a lot of things that's sensitive to the, to the eyes and to the ears in, in this world that we live in. There's certain things you can't say. There's certain things you can't say about certain people. 
And that's just the world we live in, you know, that's just, that's how it goes. So he got to deal with his consequences, man. I don't know what was said. I don't want to know. I didn't, and I didn't try to read into it. I don't know if it's true. I don't know what it is. All I know is the NBA did an investigation. Obviously, there had to be some truth to it. They banned the man for a year and 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 fined him $10 million. That's that's a pretty big fine, you know, but at the same time, they didn't ban him from the whole entire NBA and make him sell his team like they did with Sterling. Yeah. So that says something as well, you know. Because Sterling had voicemails, like there was, there was recording, audio recordings. This right. That, you don't. Both of them are accused of doing some pretty, like, some really bad racially motivated stuff. But mm-hmm. as far as I know, there's no recordings of Sarver. I think that might be the the difference. When you're talking about a majority, a black a black league, basically, right? Exactly. And then I think also, it's, I think, I think he also, more he, so he say, she say. Yeah. And he also owns the, the Phoenix Mercury, too. So if he's, right. like, allegedly making sexual-related comments towards women in his office... And he owns mm-hmm. the WNBA team. It's like, uh, it doesn't see, so it doesn't like, you have to look into it. The NBA did their thing and we'll see yeah. what comes out mm-hmm. of it. Cause listen, I, it's, it's almost like you have to do something. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're going to deal with a whole lot more than, than, than you want to bite, bite off. So Adam Silver was forced to, to, to give a, a, a form of punishment. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably dealt with a situation where, he don't know if this man really said this. He's going off what people are saying in the workplace. He's going off what women are saying or somebody else is saying or whoever. Um, this man has said this. This woman said that. Whoever, you never know. But he had to give some form of punishment because if he didn't, that would he wouldn't have heard the last of that. So I yeah. think probably that's probably why there was no ban there. It was more of just a slap on the wrist. You know, you can't come to your arena for a whole year. You can watch your team on the on the TV screen and do what you got to do for this whole season, and then you know, give up this ten million dollars that you gonna make back this season. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, what I'm saying you gonna yeah. make it back this season, get Easily. that ten million up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, get that ten million that you about to make right back and probably quadruple it, if not more than that. Um, you know, so it's just like I said, like it's it's, it's a sensitive subject. Yeah. And if he did sing it, you have to deal with, you know, the consequences. You have to deal with what comes out of your mouth. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. You know, you really have to take back because, you know, I, I'm I'm a I'm a prodigy of that of that same situation. You know, I was in Portland and I came out and said some stuff to the to the to the social media. And to this day, if I go to a game, I'm pretty sure Portland fans will boo me, but not me being as mature as I am now and would have handled that a whole lot different. Let them understand why I was so angry. Let them understand why I was so mad. You know, when you got one fan making a statement, making a comment to you on social media, and that didn't mean that everybody in Portland deserved what I said and what I did. And honestly, it wasn't for everybody. It was just me talking out of anger, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just one of those things where you just, have to deal with the consequences of what come behind that and what would come behind mine. Every time I went to Portland, they boo me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, said so that's what I have to deal with. So yeah. um, you know, so I mean, I I wish I wish that, you know, things go smoothly over there in Phoenix with those with those guys. 
you know, Monty is a is a is a great leader. You know, I know CP. You know, he does a lot on and off the court as well with with a lot of things like that. So um, he he's a he's a great guy that's probably going to be able to, you know, get those guys mentally, you know, off that and ready because. Well, as soon as media day comes, that's the first question you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Not all y'all ready to come back for this season and repeat. Y'all ready to try to go out and try to do it this year. It's going to be straight to, so um, how you feel about your owner getting um, suspended for the rest of the year and being banned? That's the number one question they're going to yeah. have to deal with. So mm-hmm. they need to go ahead and start prepping those young guys and, you know, getting those guys ready, you know, to answer those questions correctly. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's my spill on it. You know, it's a it's a it's a tough situation. But if you you said what you said, you gotta you gotta face the consequences and deal with it. And what what was it like for you from the from from being in the league and uh, when the Donald Sterling stuff was coming out? Because that was right. like 2014, right? Um, mm-hmm. And what you were, um. Like either between between the Knicks and the and the Mavs, right? Depending on when I'm not sure when that stuff came out. Like like, uh, around April, I think is when that stuff came out. Like towards the tail end of the season, because you had the players protesting um, Mm -hmm. when that stuff first broke, and then pretty pretty quickly, I think it all kind of hit in like a four days later. I think like the TMZ audio came out, and then Adam Silver came in with the lifetime ban. Which, I mean, you, you had to in that situation. I mean, that's a totally situation. Like, like if we if they come out right now and bring out some recordings, you know, yeah. then it's going to be a totally different story. You know, say in Phoenix, it's going to be a totally different story. You know, you know when you when you sit there and you listen and hear what to what Sterling was saying, it's like, I don't ever want to play with for you. I don't ever want to see you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, who who wants to go and play for this guy now? You know what I'm saying? Like, what guys want to sign with the Clippers, you know, if he's still the owner? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they had to do what they had to do. They had to get him out of there. You know, he had to go. You know, it's just that simple. And for Adam Silver, like, he he, he takes over in, in February as commissioner from David Stern. And then this happens in April. Like, that's a hell of a, like, welcome to your, welcome to the job thing for Adam <laughs> Silver being, to being a, having to deal with off, off, off rip. But like, what, Steve, this wasn't on the rundown, but Steve Ballmer, knew, the guy who took over the Clippers, he seems to be like a guy you want to own your team, no matter what sport. As a and fan, like, like what he's his, the, what he's trying to do in uh, in uh, um, Inglewood or whatever, that new building, he wants like a, 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 a wall with no suites. He wants a wall of sound in that, in that new building. Like he seems, he's like, what, what's, your, uh, what's your memories of, of working with Steve, Steve Ballmer? Love him. <laughs> love him. <laughs> One of the best owners that I played for. I love him. He's passionate. He loves what he do. He loves he he's a competitor. You know, saying whatever he is, whatever project he has, whatever he wants to do, he wants to be the best at it. You know, that's why he's worth fifty billion dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So and you know what a lot of people don't know about about, about Steve Ballmer, man, he does a lot in the community. He does a lot to a lot of giving back. I'm talking about, and I ain't talking about no chump change money. I'm talking about this man gives, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, to to give back. And I love that, man. I love that. He ain't just somebody just sitting on all this money 
and just living his life and forgetting about, you know, forgetting about what's really important. And what's really important is, you know, you know, our youth, these kids, you know, some of these less privileged kids, some of these kids that, you know, can't get the same, you know, same things they need just like any other kid, you know. So just shout out to him, man, for what he do off the all not even just off the court, just off what he do in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, him and his him and his wife, man, they're they both are amazing at what they do. You know, and I don't think a lot of people know or a lot of people give him the credit for that. They just talks about, you know, what he done with Microsoft and all the money he has and what he's doing with the Clippers and being a great owner and just really just open up his open up his wallet and say, I wanna win a championship. Do whatever it takes. You know, mm-hmm. and there ain't too many owners who who who's gonna do that. You know, he's just an owner that's saying, "Look, what y'all need? We need a new facility. Okay, let me go buy this land over here in Eastwood, and I'm gonna go build this facility." You know, yeah. what I'm saying like, like, if, like if, if you want to get out of the Lakers shadow, you can't play in the same building. Like he's like, "All right, exactly. we're, gonna, we're gonna do our own thing over here, create our own identity." You gotta exactly. respect that. And like, as far as I know, he's paying for it himself, um, which Listen. a lot of owners aren't willing to do. <laughs> Hey, man, let me tell you something, man. Uh, this is the funniest thing I tell people all the time. When he bought the Clippers, this man wrote a check for 80% of what they, what it was worth. And I think he bought it for $3 billion. Yeah. So I want everybody that's listening to this podcast, 80% of $3 billion is what? Somebody <laughs> just writing a check and saying, here. <laughs> I'm Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> I'd be sweat. Like I couldn't touch that check. I'd be sweating. You know, I wouldn't want to touch it. I'd be scared I'm gonna lose it, you know? <laughs> just wire it, please, sir. I don't even want this check. Yeah. Just wire it, you know. But listen, he's um we already know he's loaded, but he's definitely one of the greatest owners, man, that just wants to do whatever it takes. Whereas whether it's, you know, your trainers, you know, nutrition, you know, getting the right coaching, getting the right, you know, front office people. You know, getting a building a brand new arena, you know, practice facility upgraded, like whatever you need in the organization, he's going to do to be successful. And Red Deer, that's already starting off as as a as an organization that's going to eventually start doing some some beautiful things and start winning. And honestly, this year, the Clippers is my sleeper. Yeah, the Clippers and um, Denver are my two sleeper teams that that's not getting that respect. But if you look at their roster and if they stay healthy all year, there's going to be some trouble in that Western Conference final, especially the Clippers. But they are really deep. They don't make some trades with a couple of guys and got some pieces in there that a lot of people don't know that if these guys are healthy, there's going to be a problem in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at how the, how the league's going with high need mm-hmm. versatile wings, that can, the two-way wings that can switch and I mean, they have the two best ones in Kawhi and Paul George. Mm-hmm. You know, if that team is healthy, they can go toe to toe with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, did, one last thing about Bomber: Did he try to get you to switch to an Android? Nah. Okay. Okay. I, <laughs> what is, uh, there's like there's there's stories about him when he meets people, or like his, his family's not allowed to have iPhones and things like that. Uh, he's very loyal to the to the Microsoft brand, so I was wondering how far it extended. <laughs> oh, nah, nah, he never did that. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. Well. Um, Hey, man, I appreciate you as always. I think that'll do it for, for this week's episode. 
Uh, if you made it this far into the podcast be sure to leave us a review on itunes tell a friend you know share on social media tag us um yeah thank you so much for listening to the bleed mornings podcast on the bleed podcast number presented by better online see you next time Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.